0: Hi, everybody. This is Maria. I was so impressed by Lucy from Gaia that I've organized a live webinar taking place on the 17th of October and you are all invited. So if you have any questions about how you are going to fund your next round of IVF, then make sure you hop over to fitnessfertility.com forward slash affordable IVF and get registered for our free webinar on the 17th of October.
1: We may also be sweary from time to time. We are optimistic, light hearted girls, but we know this is a really stressful time for some of our listeners. We respect that. In this week's episode of the Fitness Fertility Podcast,
0: I am delighted to be joined by Lucy, Head of Experience from Gaia. Gaia is the world's first IVF insurance company, and they are remaking how we make families. They help you plan, pay for, and protect your IVF journey, making IVF more accessible for more people. Gaia believes that everyone who wants a family should have the chance to try. Lucy, it is fantastic having you here. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Why did Gaia exist and how were you founded? That's a great question. So we were founded actually by an IVF patient. His name is Nader Al-Saleem. And with his wife, he went through multiple rounds of IVF treatment, actually five rounds of IVF. And they went to several different clinics, both in the UK and abroad. Uh, They also spent £50,000 before they were fortunate enough to have their son. Really, Gaia was founded based off two big pain points that he and his wife experienced. Not knowing how many rounds of IVF he was going to need, in order to be successful and consequently not knowing how much it was going to cost him in total mm. according to the HFEA data IVF is not only expensive but it's actually the minority of cycles are funded by the NHS uh, 40% and across the UK a average cost of IVF standard IVF so that doesn't include donor sperm donor eggs ICSI, if you need it, for male factor infertility, that costs around £7,000, including meds, including monitoring scans, bloods, and anesthesia for egg collection. And it also takes, on average, around two to three cycles of IVF to be successful. That's a lot of money to have (laughs) in your back pocket to afford IVF treatment. And the hard thing is knowing how much you actually need in order to start are you going to need one round, two rounds? So Gaia really was founded to help people deal with that financial barrier and and be able to afford and access treatment.
0: It's the uncertainty, isn't it? The whole fertility journey, everything mm-hmm. is uncertain. And you know, I haven't been through fertility issues myself. Roshan and I have talked about this before, it's even with the actual treatment, you just want to know, is it going to work? So even without the money, you just want to know, is the Clomid going to work? Is the letrozole going to work? Are the meds going to work? And that uncertainty is bad enough in itself, let alone, if it doesn't work, how much is this going to cost me? Am I going to need extra tests? Am I going to need all of these kind of add-ons? And I can completely understand that someone would want to try and help people to reduce some of that uncertainty.
2: Exactly. For so many people I've spoken to, they've said that they don't actually know the total cost of their treatment until the end, until they stop. And even if they think, oh, it's going to be 4,000, 5,000, maybe I'll save up for 10,000 pounds. In reality, you're swiping your credit card at every appointment and you don't know how much you end up spending until the end of your journey, which is a real stress for people as they're going through something so emotional and physical as IVF.
0: And as if it isn't stressful enough. So you've got the stress of
2: all the medicine, the stress
0: of (laughs) timing the trigger shot and taking all the meds. I just wanted to ask you actually, so you said around 40% of cycles are NHS funded. Does that mean the kind of remaining 60 are privately funded? Does that tend to be what happens?
2: Yes. So most cycles, 60% across the UK and different countries have different levels of funding. So Scotland has the best NHS funding and England actually has the lowest amount of NHS funding according to the HFEA. But that means that 60% of patients are having to pay for their treatment out of pocket, whether it's by choice or whether it's because they've completed their NHS rounds, or unfortunately, it's because they didn't even qualify for NHS funding.
0: There do seem to be so many, I mean, really quite bizarre reasons why people would not qualify for NHS funding. And you must come up against this all the time. Would you mind just... The stories. Yeah, the stories. Would you mind just sharing some because so many of our listeners so some of them are very much into the the trying to conceive journey. Some of them are just at the beginning. Would you mind just talking us through the types of things that that cause issues when you're trying to access IVF?
2: Yes, I've spoken to so many people actually who have fascinating stories of trying to qualify for NHS or or trying to even uncover whether they, they even get NHS funding. One couple I spoke to didn't qualify for NHS funding because uh, the husband had a visa. And if you have a visa, you don't actually end up qualifying for NHS funding, even if your partner is a UK citizen. Another couple I spoke to, they were married, they had been trying to conceive for about two to three years, and they applied for NHS funding. And because the male partner had a 12-year-old daughter from a different relationship, they were unable to get NHS funding, even though it was the woman who had blocked fallopian tubes. So had she been with another partner, she might have gotten NHS funding, but because she loved who she loved, married who she married, she wasn't able to qualify and um, have her IVF funded by the NHS. It's so hard to uncover whether someone will end up getting NHS funding. Um, And we at Guy have actually done extensive research into each ICB. So the new word is called integrated care boards. They used to be called CCGs. Um, They're now called ICBs. And we've done extensive research into each ICB in England and what level funding they offer and who they can offer it to. So what your AMH level must be in order to qualify, what age you must be, what relationship status you have to have, and what you have to have done in order to qualify. So how many months must you have been trying to conceive? Or if you're in a same-sex relationship or single, how many... Um, self-funded IUI treatments you must have had in order to qualify. And one of our members, I think this is a a wonderful success story, are a same-sex couple. And they came to Gaia after having had two failed rounds of IUI treatment. And their ICB did not allow them to have NHS funding unless they went through 12 IUI treatments, all of which mind you, had to be self-funded. And after their second failed round, they had to make the hard decision to decide, do we go for another IUI treatment and invest maybe two to three K for another round of IUI? Or do we make the tough decision to go straight into IVF, knowing that the chances of success may be higher, but the cost of treatment is that much more expensive and they were fortunate enough to find us at that point where they were making that decision. And we were able to offer them a Gaia plan at their preferred clinic in Greece, actually. And they had their son, Eddie, last year, um, who ended up being our first Gaia baby, which we, um, was, which we found is a huge milestone for Gaia. And only a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated his first birthday Uh, The three of them came to our office and had a wonderful first birthday party for Eddie. So happy birthday, Eddie.
0: Happy birthday, Eddie. That's
2: amazing.
0: (laughs) Happy birthday, Eddie.
2: We will be celebrating his birthday every year
0: (laughs) to come in September. Hey, I think I might. If it means I can have, you know, a little bit of cake, I think I might also celebrate his birthday every year. No, that's amazing. How does it feel when you have, you know, someone celebrating their first birthday?
2: Oh, I mean, it was so emotional for everyone at Gaia. And the fact that as a company, we celebrate births into the world is just so wonderful and heartfelt. And I couldn't think of a company that feels more inspiring to work for than Gaia, where we celebrate those huge wins and really making that much meaning in someone's life. So Eddie is a symbol for all of the Gaia babies that we have brought to the world. And there are many after him, but he really brought inspiration to all of us to know that we are changing people's lives.
0: What a job. That is amazing. Really does make going to work worthwhile, doesn't it? It really does. I just wanted to ask you just to explain a little bit more about the ICBs. So did you say that the funding that's available varies on the location? Is that right? Yes. And
2: why does this vary? Like, where is this coming from? It's a great question. So it's all coming from local care boards. So it's not actually government boards. These care boards are comprised of different doctors and different people within that region. And that board sits down and really allocates funding across all NHS Treatments. So they will say how much funding they give to everything from gynecology, dermatology, cancer, IVF, all of it. And according to the different care boards, they will allocate various degrees of funding to IVF treatment. So in some care boards or in some regions of the UK, you'll get three cycles of IVF funded by the NHS, and in others, you may get one. And even in others, you may get none. And there's a story of Amber Izzo, who she actually works at Gaia now, uh, which we are so happy about, but she didn't have any NHS funding in the area of the UK that she lived in. And had she lived across the road, she would have had three cycles of IVF. But because she lived on the street in the house that she did with her husband, she didn't get Any funding. And she actually petitioned and created a campaign to advocate for funding in her region or in her ICB, um, which was so impressive. And we're so proud of her. But it's really unfair. Your address, your postcode, determines how much you will qualify or how many cycles of IVF you will qualify for.
0: Yeah, it is mind boggling. And even just the example you gave about the visa, that I had never heard of before. You know, I was aware of the having a child, which also seems ridiculous. But, you know, i would heard of that ridiculous one, but the visa one has really kind of blown my mind. We love Amber. We had her on the pod. So for any of our listeners, please do go back and have a listen to Amber. She's done an absolutely amazing job. Let's say if I was a potential patient and I was coming up against some of these problems, whether it's funding or logistics or my ICB regulations, and I came across Gaia. How does it
2: all work? In essence, Gaia creates personalized insurance plans that give people access to up to six rounds of IVF treatment. And our members will pay a premium to start a round of IVF, and Gaia fixes the cost of their treatment at their chosen clinic up front before they start any IVF treatment, so we don't surprise you at the end. And we cover all the IVF costs to the clinic directly. The member does not have to focus on any bills, any expenses as they go through their treatment. They can focus on themselves. Once they have a child and are discharged from the hospital, they then can pay Gaia back only for the rounds that they needed in order to be successful. So it's not a multi-cycle package. We can cover you for a certain number of rounds, but if you have a child after, say, one round of IVF, you only end up having to pay back Gaia for that one round that you went through. If you don't have a child in your covered rounds, then you don't have to pay anything more than the premiums. In that way, you're not paying for your IVF.
0: That must be such a relief. I cannot even begin to imagine just, just knowing what you've just said. I have no doubt there are people listening going, oh my God, this is unbelievable. To have that feeling of control to know upfront, like you said, not to just be swiping the credit card and not knowing. That must be just such a massive relief. And then, if, if you then get pregnant on the first or second cycle, A, not only are you pregnant, but B, it's not going to cost you as much as
2: it could have cost you. Exactly. And to add on top of that, once you pay back the costs, you can pay back the costs in monthly installments for up to eight years. It's up to you whether you'd like to pay back in one lump sum or in monthly installments. We give you that flexibility. We allow people the chance to spread it, say if they had two cycles or three cycles. It is a lot to pay in one go by paying a monthly installment. It makes it that much easier for them to manage. What would a typical
0: treatment include?
2: We realize there is no typical treatment of IVF. (laughs) And that's something that we've done a lot of work to make sure that we can cover all of our members, regardless of the treatment that they need. We cover standard IVF. IVF and XE donor sperm, egg donor, any combination of all of those, we are able to cover. That also includes shared motherhood or reciprocal IVF as well. And included in that treatment, we make sure that we cover everything that's essential to your IVF treatment. So, like I mentioned before, we cover medication up until 12 weeks of pregnancy, that oftentimes isn't included in the clinic's estimated costs and can be thousands of pounds on top of treatment. We include that and fix that in your costs. We include monitoring scans, blood tests, sedation for egg collection, everything that you will have to go through or you might need in order to have a child. We will fix it in our prices and cover it.
0: I know from experience and from working with clients, you go in expecting one thing, they do a scan, they find something. What would happen if someone ended up having more issues than they first anticipated when they came to you?
2: That's a great question. Treatments between cycles we don't include because we actually don't want to overprice our members who may not need that. If you are to need any sort of procedure or treatment between your IVF, That would be a separate cost. Mm -hmm. And that also includes treatments or procedures that the HFEA have deemed not proven to affect chances of success. We don't, unfortunately, include that in our costs because we don't want to incentivize our members to do all of these add ons that you might possibly be offered, um, but actually it not help your chances in any way and just increase your cost by so much. Um, So that typically includes PGD testing, embryoscope, embryo glue, assisted hatching, all of these procedures have yet to be proven to help. Um, and so we we really want to stick to what do you need in your IVF? What is essential? And we fix that cost. And we're not here to take any extra money. We just want to cover you for what you have to go through. So that includes those additional scans, that includes that top-up medication but it doesn't include the add-ons. The
0: add-on situation is so interesting. And we looked at this and we were looking at the traffic light system and we were speaking to people like Jessica Hepburn and Hannah von Jones, I think, who was very vocal about, she went through so many rounds of IVF. And in the end, she said, it's a little bit like decision fatigue. You know, there are so many options. And to begin with, you're a bit like, fine, let's just try it. Let's just try it. But not all of them have actually been proven to be effective. And there's the traffic light system, which I know they're reviewing, but... Would you mind just explaining to people how the traffic light system works?
2: Absolutely, yeah. So on the HFEA website, they have an amazing uh, section of the website, which is all about add-ons, and they call the traffic light system. So if you go to that part of the website, you can see all of the different procedures in IVF, and they've ranked them red, amber, and green in terms of proof to affect or increase chances of success through IVF. And each will give a little bio on what the procedure includes and why they've been rated in that way. And they are constantly updating it. And we make sure that in any of those updates, we include any procedure that they've deemed green. But the ones that are considered amber and red, we currently don't include in our Gaia plans. We aren't medical professionals we follow the guidance of the medical professionals like the HFEA and the NHS. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I can completely understand that. When we were looking at the traffic light system, it was it was tricky trying to find green ones. <laughs> that, was, that was my experience. There's
2: barely any.
0: You know, I love the system. I think it's incredibly important. And again, this is something Hannah von Jones was talking about. It's incredibly important because I think logic aside, you know, when you're in the middle of your journey, it is heartbreaking and traumatic and incredibly emotional and all engulfing. And if someone's saying to you, well, why not try this? Why not try this? It might increase your chances. I can completely understand why people are willing to throw everything they've got at it if they can. But like you're saying, there are so many options available. It may not always be the best thing. And we have talked about that. Sometimes it's like there's, there's too much there. And it can be better Absolutely. just to, to rein it in a little bit. But obviously, we always suggest speak to your doctor and, you know, see what advice they give you.
2: Exactly. And our founder actually talked about it. He said one of his cycles, they just said, let's go for it. Let's do all of these different add-ons. And that, unfortunately, was not the round that he ended up having his child on. But it's not to say they can't help. And I think some people have, have found they, they do. But we we don't want to give that recommendation until the NHS and HFVA have have said that themselves and the proofs in the and they're putting in and the data.
0: One of the other things that I really love about Gaia is the very open support for the LGBT community. I do love this idea of reciprocal IVF, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure if all our listeners will understand what that is. Would you just mind explaining? Because it's a beautiful thing.
2: We really realize that reciprocal IVF Otherwise called shared motherhood, uh, is a very popular route for same sex or female couples uh, who are also pursuing IVF treatment. And really, what it comes down to is one female partner would provide the eggs while the other female partner would carry the embryo. And so, both partners play a vital role in that IVF process and in creating their child. Uh, So, we have Many Gaia members choose to do reciprocal IVF through their treatment. Not to say all, some couples prefer that the person who provides the egg is also carrying the embryo, but it is one option for same-sex female couples.
0: It's just a really lovely way for all partners to feel so involved in the process. And I've also heard stories of same-sex couples where one of them will do the breastfeeding because obviously you can take the medication to induce the milk. That's
2: wonderful. It's a really beautiful way for everyone. Absolutely. I think it's a really inclusive. In the same vein, heterosexual couples, I've heard Mm. so many male partners who found it very difficult going through IVF because they didn't play a really vital role in that IVF journey, apart from, of course, providing their sperm. But in shared motherhood or reciprocal IVF, both partners are very, very uh, involved in that IVF process. So
0: we've got. Some potential patients, they've found you, they've spoken to the Gaia
2: team and you come up with a plan. How does it then work? so glad you asked because it's something I really care about for our Gaia members. Founded by an IVF patient, we really care about supporting our members throughout that treatment. And I am proud to say we are not a company or a plan that comes in at the beginning of an IVF cycle and says, great, sign on the dotted line, we'll pay for it. (laughs) see you later, let us know how it all goes, we handhold our members through their journey. And that means that we offer 12 sessions of complimentary counselling. If they so choose, they can opt in for counselling at any point in their journey. We offer access to an independent trained embryologist, just as a personal resource to ask questions like "What does the grading of my embryo mean?" or "I got a report from my doctor and I have no clue what it says, please help me. Um, and importantly, we have member support team who are wonderful and have high degrees of empathy and are there just to get on a phone call, answer an email. We really care about being a friend to our members not just a Gaia plan that is there to pay. And I have actually deep friendships now with the members that I personally supported back in the day. That's special to me and hopefully special to them as well. But our Gaia membership really is there to support our members. We offer events in person, webinars, educational webinars. We use guest speakers to come in and speak to our members about embryology, medical, or nutrition, or dealing with fertility in the workplace. Um, we have lots of different topics that we we hope to educate our members on and really comes from them. If they would like to learn more about a particular topic, we try and find someone that is an expert in that field and set up webinars and, and events for them. People say it takes a village. You are the village. <laughs> It's really special. This is why
0: I wasn't really sure whether to call you an insurance company, because I know that technically speaking, this is what you are, but I don't know any insurance company that does everything you've just said.
2: Am I right that your website is Gaia Family? Yes, so we are Gaia Family, and we really believe that we are a family, and we help build families. I am very proud to work at a company that cares so much to the point where when you are sign on the dotted line and purchase a Gaia plan, you become a Gaia member. And that member has access to a membership. And that's what I love as well. You are not a patient. You are not a customer. You're a member and you're a part of our Gaia community. And that is there, regardless of whether you're going through IVF or into your pregnancy. Or even afterward, when you have a child, you will always be a Gaia member.
0: And I can't wait to see it grow. This is why you are the world's leading insurance company for IVF. This is amazing. So when you say that you can book a clinic of your choice, can you also book abroad?
2: Yes. So we offer Gaia plans to all UK residents at all HFEA registered clinics in the UK and select clinics abroad, mainly in Europe generally speaking, most European clinics do qualify, but we just want to make sure that the clinic that you would like to go to has good quality of care. And so we just, we do that preliminary due diligence um, on your behalf, but we have many members who've treatment in Spain, Greece, Prague, Germany for their IVF.
0: We know so many people like to go to Czech Republic. I was speaking to someone the other day who was going to Czech Republic. They go to Greece. I mean, There are so many pros of going abroad and pros of staying at home. And I think it very much depends on things like your age, what you need, the financial packages available. So I'm sure it's really reassuring for people to know that actually there is a particular clinic in, let's say, Greece or Europe. And for whatever reason, that suits their needs better because different clinics do vary. So that must be really reassuring for people to know that they're not kind of being shoehorned into this one particular place. It's much more tailored to what they need.
2: And the wonderful benefit of a Gaia plan is that because we cover you for up to six rounds of IVF, we also give you flexibility. We have members who've chosen to move clinics mm. and we can adjust our plan to give you Uh, the opportunity to go to another clinic. So you're not locked in, you're not bound. We have members who have chosen to go abroad for future rounds or uh, just even within the UK, choose a different clinic.
0: I've got clients that move even just within the UK because for whatever reason, they just don't quite like the feel of this clinic or you were talking earlier about having someone you can just email and communicate with. That was one of the things I wanted to say. I know patients find it so incredibly frustrating. They just have a question. They can't get through to anybody. They can't get through to the consultant. So I wanted to say, I think it's amazing that you have that resource available for people. Exactly. We will give all the social links out at the end, but how do people normally find you? Do they
2: look for IVF funding? Through a range of different ways. I mean, oftentimes it's through socials. Uh, Instagram has become a very popular way to find us with the amazing help, Amber Izzo, who (laughs) is leading all of our social content. (laughs) So I'm not surprised. Um, But very often we get talked about in community groups, our members, word of mouth, referrals have been very big for us. Um, or through clinical We also work with clinics who will suggest us if one of their patients is looking into ways to help finance and ensure their treatment. Um, So there's a number of ways that people will come about us. Uh, But if you are interested in learning more, you can go to our website, which is GaiaFamily.com, and you can learn more about our plans. We have a wonderful detailed list of FAQs. But if you're interested There's no better way than to find out more by just requesting a quote. It's completely commitment free, and you can select your chosen clinic and share a little bit more about the IVF treatment that you plan to have. And we will give you a quote, which is basically just an estimate of what we think your treatment fixed prices will be and the premium that you will pay.
0: Lucy, I have absolutely loved our conversation. If there is someone who's listening and they're in the thick of it, I really hope that they're listening to this and thinking, do you know what? I'm going to get in touch because there is hope here. We will put all the information in the show notes, and I would strongly suggest that people hop over and have a look and see what you've got to offer. And thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Thank you so much, Maria. It's been such a pleasure.
1: Wasn't Lucy amazing? It really got me thinking that I hadn't really thought about the financial aspect of fertility. I knew there was a bill, I knew it lurked sort of in the background, but at the beginning of, I suppose, my fertility education that you have brought me through, (laughs) I would have always said that the biggest barrier to fertility is is age, Hmm. fundamentally age, and then maybe weight, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. your BMI. But I think I'd have to rejig that. You could run out of money long before you run out of time. I think you're absolutely right and we talk a lot about the clock ticking tick-tock we've talked a lot about
0: time but I think money is the elephant in the room that people aren't talking about because even if you have all the time in the world if you cannot afford IVF then it sounds horrible to even say but how are you going to do this it isn't it isn't free IVF is expensive it is not free especially if you are in a county where you don't get any IVF treatment on the NHS. Maybe your situation means you're excluded from treatment on the NHS. They have all of these rules that seem archaic to me. So it really could be in the situation where you have to fund this yourself. People who have your kind of average family income are really going to struggle with this.
1: Yeah, and you can't rely on that one or maybe if you're really lucky two NHS rounds. You have to think of this in the long term that potentially you could be in for maybe a few more. In a way, it's kind of cultural because we don't talk about money. We don't like to talk about money. And I think there is nothing crueler for money to be your barrier. This is why I think Gaia is such a fantastic idea, such a fantastic service. So if you are unsure
0: about how you're going to fund IVF, or even if you're at the beginning of the journey, and this isn't something you've thought about before,
1: please go to our show notes, get in touch with Gaia. And tell them that we sent you. So, Maria, what will we be talking about next week?
0: Next week, we are going to be moving on to the topic of self-care around grief. Now, it's October and we have Baby Loss Awareness Week in October. So, following on from that, we're going to discuss this topic, which again, Roisin, is probably something people don't talk about very much. So, self-care around grief in next week's show. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. Remember to subscribe to get a shiny new episode each week and please rate, comment and really importantly share with your friends, especially our trying to conceive
1: sisters. You never know who's struggling and
0: may need that little bit of extra help.
1: This may come as a surprise, but we are not doctors. We strongly recommend that you consult with your doctor before beginning any exercise or nutrition program. Get everything checked out first. Your safety is our priority. This has been a Worth a Listen production.